You are now you listening, are now to, listening the to the sweet sounds of Josie's Boy. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy. And this is episode 129 of Call Me When It's Over. Thank you very much for coming back every single week. I appreciate y'all. Do not forget to subscribe, like, review, comment, uh, stream, download, all that stuff. Call Me When It's Over on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Google Play. And you can also find me on Instagram at J-O-S-I-E-S-B-O-Y, or one word, hashtag girl's favorite artist. And follow the podcast on Instagram at underscore Call Me When It's Over. Shout out to net because you could also get my show on there too. But please, guys, go on, subscribe, uh, leave a review. Please, re- reviews are important. Let me know how much you hate my show. Uh... Clearly, that's a lie. That's, that's an obvious lie. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys go do that. Uh, I guess I get started on my shout-outs. Do I have shout-outs? Do I have shout-outs? I don't have any shout-outs. I would like to shout-out myself for one more time accomplishing my show <laughs> two weeks ago, which is great. Joseph Boy Presents Love Crimes, Ultimate Love Story, Volume 3. Uh, everybody who came out, thank you very much one more time. Uh, everybody who came to celebrate with me, I appreciate you guys. And... Um, I usually have a funny shout out, but I don't. So I, I'm I'm trying to get into the into the whole thing of starting the show right off off the back because I heard that the beginning of my show is becoming too predictable. So I'm also just start. Uh, this week I have a returning guest. Uh, she was here before, and I felt like it was time 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 for her to come back. Um, you you were here only maybe like 12 episodes ago. So after yeah, yeah. L- literally it was like 12 t- only 12. 12. Good, Some people don't make number. it back for like a year good number well f- four goes into eight and 12 and yep so there you go um and it's funny 12 and then you were on six, 116 that's true so uh, everybody please give a round of applause for my guest miss alexis a mccoy Yay. um thank you for coming back thank you so much for having me this is fun i like it i try to do what i do how, how, how have you been since the last episode because we got some things clearly we did some things too. We, we've 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 worked together after we've that partnered but we get into on that. some projects yes mm-hmm. um everything has been good i you know we have it is 69 days left in 2018 mm-hmm. so um gearing up for um my production for next year i'm a different kind of woman that's happening in march during women's month mm-hmm. so um solidifying all of the details pertaining to that mm-hmm. closing out your um last the final series of your um the ultimate love story which was amazing i had a fun process with that and just working on new new material producing new content um working on scripts i got my head you know got my head down and got focusing. your head in the game yeah like i yeah. I got tunnel vision now 60 they say 69 days and you have nothing you know whatever you want to accomplish for the rest of the year so i'm like i'm taking that as an advantage like not i'm not gonna all. let 2018 leave me and i'm like look i still got some stuff i got to do 69 days I yeah can get years a lot. far from over yeah i can years get a lot done over. so i'm just working on things that i want to get done before the years out that's what's up so um uh i mean last time you got it you came here of course you got some some good stuff to talk about but I, I feel like we didn't get enough of a backstory on you um so i mean i we'll get to we'll touch on a few things because i definitely want to talk about uh, the, the our, our time because this is the second time you worked with me in the Ultimate Love Story series, yes. and this is the finale. So, um, you you play you played of course a, a big part. You, you ran production for my show, which I appreciate you. Thank you. Because that's like, I I think we work effortlessly together. 
Yeah, um, we do a good job. Yeah, we do, you, you know, you do, you do, you're great at what you do. So, um, for, every, you? for everybody, thank you. For everybody who doesn't know, uh, to just recap, you are a playwright, a director, a producer. Um, so my title, yeah, it's, it's, it's a combination of all yeah. of those things, but the title that I would like, Hi, the thing that I would highlight about myself and um, title myself as is a producer. Mm-hmm. So I create content. So I produce content from all forms of performing arts, whether it be plays, films, live performance events. Like it ranges. Um, I produce um, photo shoots. So anything, any spectrum of art form, mm-hmm. I basically have my hands in it. Um, and I, I really don't limit myself to anything. So Love is Enough Productions is a multi-platform production company. Gotcha. So we don't limit ourselves to anything pertaining to the art. So if a person be like, oh, I want to do a live painting, glow-in-the-dark party with videography. We like, okay, let's get these live painters. Mm-hmm. You know, we gather up all of the machinery that you need to put this production on and we we execute. That's really, I'm the producer that executes. You give me your idea, you give me your layout, and I'm going to pull everything I can together to make this production be extraordinary and um, execute your plan like we did for the ultimate love story. Now, now when people people hear uh, the word production, like, because... A lot of people used to me working solo, but you know how they say it's if your dreams are if if you could do your if your dreams are so small as you do them by yourself, then they're not big enough. That's true. Um so you gotta outsource eventually, you know what I'm saying? You you need I can't do everything like we we've had this conversation, me being the creative the me being the creator behind the content, me uh you know, finding the people and me like me pretty much just putting everything Building your together. Tribe. Right. So um when people hear production, uh like what 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 in what does that in, entail like when when people hear the word production cuz usually it's like if i tell somebody i'm an artist a few years ago people looked at me like i was a rapper they yeah. like oh so you make music and it's like no like i'm an actual artist like i actually you know produce things um but when 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 people hear production like what what tell them what exactly what you did with my series and what what you do so production is really a general term. Um, it, it really is very general. Like when somebody was, when you tell somebody like, I'm in production, production goes from music production, lighting mm-hmm. is a part of production. So, you know, you have to like really specify what you do. That's why I say I'm a producer mm-hmm. because I can produce. Producing is a general term, but I can produce multiple different projects, right? So pertaining to, um, the love crimes, the ultimate love story, my productions, I, my job pertaining to production was to bring together all of the materials to make your production, your life art performance run. Mm-hmm. So getting a videographer, getting um, sponsors, getting the venue together, partnering with the venue to make sure we had all of the machinery we need and all of the things that we need to make sure our production ran smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, getting the event staff to make sure that the um, interior design looked great. Um, partnering with, because uh, you had a dancer in your show this time. I did. Shout, so, out, to, shout out to Emma Matlock. Yes. Shout yeah. out to Emma for doing a phenomenal. So reaching out to her, finding that like if you need people to be cast, like if you need dancers or, uh, you know, models or um or anything that will make the production put it on a high value. It's me going out to find those people for you. So um 
production ranges. As the producer, I do a range of different things. My job is to make sure that the client is pleased. Mm -hmm. So whatever the client asks, I have to execute that. So you say, I want a dancer, somebody that can dance, they choreograph their own pieces, they're they're talented, they're they're petite, they're tall, they got long hair, they got short hair. I have to go find those people for you because that's specifically what you're asking for. Mm -hmm. And also, it's Something as simple as making sure that we have lanyards. I don't think you guys know what a lanyard is, but it's the signage that they have, like people that do back backstage or whatever. Those are called lanyards. The identification to say, oh, this person is the lighting designer. Like this the backstage is- badges. Yeah. yeah. Um, something as simple like my job does it, it's as simple as doing cue cards for interv- you know, for the Q&A. Like, I have to make sure that the language is correct. I have to make sure that the signage is correct. Anything pertaining when a person walks into the venue for this event, they need to know the details. Like, everything from front of house to back of house is important. Craft services, making sure that our talent and our, um, our workers and our crew have food. Like, mm-hmm. that's important. So, me as a producer, those are the details that I have and to play. Working with the artist, you as the artist, figuring out how we're going to set up your pop-up shop, how mm-hmm. we're going to set up all of your artwork on the wall. Like, though we, you and I, spent countless hours and countless conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what are you going to do? What is the theme for this? Like, you know, it it's so many little details that goes into the big picture. So, um, it was such a great it was a great time working with you because you are very detailed and you and I work differently. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very real different. We're, I, we, <laughs> we, we work well together, but mm-hmm. we work differently because I am a very strategic person mm-hmm. where you are very, your strategic, my strategy is a little different. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. strategic, but you edge and flow. Like you give time for wiggle room where mm-hmm. I'm like, look, we don't got time for wiggle room. But that challenges me because I was just like, oh, okay. Um, he 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 don't care about us being 15 minutes late. That that's a lie. That, <laughs> no, because no, 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 we, we know. Use, I'm just using that as, as an example. Because yeah, I'm real serious about that. No, but he don't care about us being 15 minutes late. He is striding. You know, he he is lollygagging right now. But in your not me, you, not me specifically. No. But for you in general, like, you always make time to get things. You always execute. At the end of the day, we executed the what we needed to do. Right? At the time, it was supposed to be done. Yes. Yeah. And it was. And where I am like, at this time, we need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. At this time. And it challenged me because, you know, life doesn't work like that, of course. But... um you got to have room for uh, improv. You do. You have you to have, have to. room for mistakes to even happen in general. Exactly. But... Yeah, that was a challenge for me because I was like, you know, everything in my mind has to start on time. And it did. But that was definitely a challenge for me as a producer because I had never I had never worked with someone that um, knew specifically what they wanted, but controlled time so much. Because normally when people give me their productions, I'm in control of the time. I need to I tell them what to do. Well, they yeah, don't tell you, me what you to used do. to theater. Like you used to theater and you used to like commercial work and like cause here's my thing. Like <clears throat> my my thing is this anybody that works anybody I hire works with me. Yeah. 
Like nobody, the, old, the only people that, that, that like every, even like the dancers I bring or, and like it, they work like with lot, me. Yeah. Nobody works for me mm-hmm. until I, until like even, even when I, I, I my company's running to where I want it. I, I, I still don't believe nobody works for me yeah. because we get the dream uh, t- together no matter what. But like so many people, so many people like ego stops people from working together in the first yeah. place. So if somebody else like of a lesser mind was me, and they saw the way you worked, and it's like she's trying to take over my show. And it's like, <laughs> no, nah, it, it it doesn't work that way. I try to explain to people it's like it is nothing better than having a right hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's hard doing every single. I don't believe in the term self made. Yeah, nobody self made. Nobody. That's is. no person on the self made. Everybody's affected by somebody. Even somebody if you don't have help to, you get somebody to, did right. something. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my boy Mikey because he was actually the reason. This is random, but it's just reminding me of something. He's a, he's the reason why why I went to Art Basel for the first time in 2011. So, uh, he actually bought me my ticket. So, like, That's speaking dope. of like help, you know what I'm saying? I never forget. It's uh, so many people like that. that push you forward in your yeah. season. It yeah. is. So it's it's like so many. It's so much ego, especially in the, in the creative world. Like you know. Um, anybody else would be like, damn, if it, it makes me feel good to know, all right, if I, cause I've hired people and they, you, you, you remember, you know, yeah. you know, you've been around, I've hired people and they don't do what I ask them to do. No, and if I'm paying you, yeah, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm paying you, like at the end of the day, like it's, it's my idea. So like the money has to come out of my pocket, like everything. And, and I'm not saying that just to sound big, but it's like, I'm funding my dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, which most people are looking for handouts and it's like, no, nah, I'm going to use what I got to get what I need and bring people around that'll help me get this vision together. Like people that I can speak to, like yourself, like you said, we have multiple conversations for hours on hours and it's like to, to come to somebody who, who understands and kind of pushes forward that oh shit yeah yeah you should do that yeah. or like man that sounds crazy like but what if we did this and made it even bigger right and it's like to, to have that uh so many people would, would would be afraid and it's like you trying to take my ideas like what are you doing and like, no everybody who who wants to put on some kind of uh show or everything don't try to like drake says that i don't do percentages type shit with my money i'll give you that one but when it comes to like when you understand business and you understand, you know, your dream is so big that you can't do it by yourself. Cause I can't be at the door taking tickets. No. I can't be out here calling and emailing everybody every single day if I'm creating the work and then finding the budget to do this shit and then going to look for the venue. Like I can't do everything on my own. I'm one person. So to you have need some, a team. Yeah, yeah. You need a team. It's, imp- it's important. Like everybody talk about they stand on hustles. It's impossible. It's impossible. And it's stressful as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I know me producing my production every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first year that I did it, I did everything by myself. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say I can relate. I I wouldn't say that I didn't have a little help, but the majority of the groundwork was mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to my I remember sitting in my bedroom and I was just like, I need some help. Mm-hmm. Like I really need some help. Like everybody keep asking me, Am I okay? Am I fine? But I knew that my vision was only going to come to fruition if I put the, if I started the ball first. Like if I started to throw the ball first, then other people behind me would be like, Oh, she throwing balls. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see her actually throwing balls and the balls are making some shots. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I need, need to, to get down with that. Need to get down with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's so stressful. I never went, I always, I heard, uh, a quote somebody told me years ago pertaining to uh Ronald Reagan and I don't want to quote Ronald Reagan cuz he wasn't the best person in the world but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody said something but one thing that they said about him Shout was that about who survived the Reagan era right he said something pertaining to the reason why he was 
successful, quote unquote, in American terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his presidential um, run was because he surrounded himself with people more more intelligent than him. And I mean, I, I believe that you should have those type of people around you. You need somebody to challenge you. Don't you don't need to be the smartest person in the room no. ever. If you're the smartest person in the room, the, everybody around you is dumb and you telling them what to do. And that's like, not fun. And, and it's stressful. Fun. It is such a draining feeling. Like, I got to tell you everything. I sir, I'm not a teacher. Ma'am, I'm not I a teacher. need for you to figure some of this stuff out on your own. Or at least come with some value to the the vision. Mm-hmm. If I got to tell you what step we gonna take every time, I might as well just be in a corner by myself thinking about my own thoughts. I might as well be a parent, right? So you know, um, yeah, it's very, sh- it's, it's, it, yeah, you doing, you doing all of the stuff that we did for your show. I couldn't even imagine you l- reaching out to sponsors, communicating with sponsors, getting, getting the advertisement that we did for um, Link NYC. Shout out to them for mm-hmm. doing the advertisement for us. Mm-hmm. Getting by to be our sponsor and going to go pick up the materials that they, the the stuff that they donated to us. We, you wouldn't have been able to be like oh, all that shit, no. and then still paint. 13, 14 pieces for the show? No, I had 17. 17. Well, technically, I had 20, but only 17 were in the show. Okay. Got you. Yeah. Full pieces, 18 by 24, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, all by hand. All, you know, like. And, and perform. Yeah. And give everybody their, you know, their, their and positions. And do um, custom, custom t-shirts and bags. like For the pop-up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's but that's the lot. thing. Like, so many people, like. I believe in what I'm, I'm, I'm the same thing as what I feel the same way as Kendrick says. I want the credit whether I'm winning or I'm losing. I do want the credit for my stuff, but I also do not have enough ego to the point where it's like, all right, I can do everything by myself. I can't. I can't. I don't, I don't want, want to. to, right? I don't want no. to. Cause like you said, who wants to be the smartest person in the room? No. There's there. I hang around people who know things that I don't know. And that doesn't even have to mean like intelligent, intellect wise. Yeah. It's like maybe you do something better than me. I, I'm paying attention to you so you can learn. You are an expert at a specific thing that I don't right, know. Right. Which is great. That's like Matt, Matt, your mm-hmm. videographer. Yeah, shout out to Matt, Matt, Matt Ramirez. Yes. Matt Ramirez. Yeah. Um, Matt and I. Whose last name you always mess up. <laughs> I do. Ramirez. It's because I'm saying it so fast. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but Matt and I started working when I first got here in retail. We worked in retail together. And then we ended up going to Columbia together in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even know we had been at the school at the same time because he was studying film and I was studying television. Mm-hmm. And it was just like two different worlds. Separate. Yeah. So, yeah. And and when we connected here, he um, did the photography for my first show. And we've been creating content. Like, he's like my my content partner in crime. Mm-hmm. Like, he just visually knows how to capture what I'm asking for. Like, for the What Motivates You campaign that we mm-hmm. highlighted you in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the vision. When I brought the idea to him, it was just like, oh, I love that. Like, and he captured He's easy to end. work with. He really is. He's yeah. just such a laid back guy that really has a passion for what he does Mm -hmm. and he knows about film and videography way more than i do like i'm knowledgeable about it but Mm -hmm. if a person was to ask me like i can work in camera because i went to film school so i know how to work a camera and sound i know that like the the technical shit i know the basics i know how to get around a camera but Mm -hmm. to title myself as a videographer we ain't gonna do that that's too much that's that's not my ministry that's a whole nother world with people Claiming to be things that they're yeah, really not. Yeah, that's not so, my yeah. ministry. And I, I remember telling my, I told my roommate today, she was like, oh, you did the videography for my, um, 
for her her shoot or whatever for mm-hmm. her, she she was singing and she was like oh my god i'm gonna tell everybody you're a videographer i was like girl please don't, do don't. That. please don't don't do that it, don't hurt yourself it no it's, it's <laughs> funny like surrounding yourself around people it's like the amount of things that i learned from hanging around you for because you you come from a different world from me yeah it's like yeah i know about theater and things of that nature i come from two different worlds. right two different worlds exactly yeah. Yeah. so it's like you you from a whole nother different world and then vice versa on my side it's yeah like, so it's like the whole opposite track but we kind of we do different things but it's kind of the same it in is a sense. it is um so for, for for us having like these these convers like y'all don't understand these late night conversations you will have whenever i have an idea and i'm like yo i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and it's like all right how can we make it better like, how can we do this how can we place this and it's like to have somebody to bounce ideas off of it's important um but me paying attention to because people like people don't understand the amount of research i did before i did this series which is so dope and like because so many people want to just jump into shit and i'm talking like i'm watching concerts daily i'm watching every documentary you can think about like set design like and 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 this is why i shout shout to my um shout to patrick austin uh he actually my cousin he actually came and he told me he's like yo to see from the first one to now he's like man Leaps and bounds. It's such a, it it has evolved. The show evolved from that point. Maybe, I mean, maybe because each story. But but then, and you were, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you were a spectator at the first one. You were just a spectator. You only came to watch. No. And you took some of the only video from the show, too. I did. Yeah. On, on the snap on, on snap. the snap <laughs> so everybody who sees those videos are like shout, shout, shout to Dover everybody sees those videos of me and Dover like there's a reason why there was no videography that night but there's still videos <laughs> yeah on the snap I was doing it on the snap it's yeah but like a lot of people don't realize when you get around other people who do semi different things from you how much you like ego is i don't believe ego like i i I mean granted i do have ego but it's like i don't let it get inside in in the way of me learning from other people but i also think that when your vision becomes like michael todd Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. michael todd um is the a minister from oklahoma yeah uh, transformation from the transformation church yeah transformation church yeah and he did a um he his new series about is about recalculating yeah, right yeah and this particular week he spoke about um th- when you close your eyes you see a specific vision mm-hmm. and how god gives you a vision when you close your eyes you see that vision when your vision gets bigger than your resources mm-hmm. you have to start adding people other people in mm-hmm. because it just makes sense if god gives you this this small vision so your sh- your first show you started it was new. You had a venue. You mm-hmm. started small. You started with the resources. All of that, that was completely new to me. Right. All I knew was I wanted to do these shows. Right. You started with the resources that you already had. Mm-hmm. Then by the second show, you're like, okay, I see this. I'm going to keep going. By the third show, your vision got so much bigger than you even expected that you had to start adding sponsors. You had to start um, getting more people involved. And just imagine if I had the bigger, a bigger space than, which shout out to Javier and the 17 Frost Gallery. I I thank them so much. But just imagine if I had the, the warehouse that I wanted because people That's don't know true. I was going to do a warehouse. You were. And then they, they raised their prices at the last they second. They did. So it's like, ah, it would have been dope. It would have been dope. It would have been dope regardless. <laughs> yo, y'all don't even know. I'm told I had smoke machines. <laughs> it would have been dope regardless. Uh, either way, but it but came out crazy. But your vision was bigger, even though it was in the, in the same venue. The vision was bigger. We expanded. So 
whatever you go from go to from this point on and whatever you decide and i hope you hire me again to be a part yeah. of your production staff but um i don't i think you i don't think i'm gonna you're gonna like stray far from me i don't think you are i think you, you you'll be back down oh okay you'll be back down and, yeah. you know if i'm not working i'll be upstage you know yeah, i mean and vice versa yeah, i'm just kidding hmm. but um yeah, I mean, when your vision, when the vision that you see, when you close your eyes gets bigger and bigger, you have to start adding more people in because it's, it just, it makes, makes sense. sense. Makes sense. Who wants to go to the top? Who goes to the top by themselves? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. If you think your parents help you, your grandparents, your friends, anybody that has listened to your vision, soul season to your life, those are people that have pushed you forward in your season. Even the people that you, lost along the way those people were supposed to get get you to the point where you're supposed to be now Mm -hmm. and let you go or vice versa you were supposed to help them get to a point they were supposed to be Mm -hmm. in their lives and you let you go like so many people we forget that people push us forward in our lives daily daily you know everybody is not supposed to be in your life for all every season that you go through the only person that's there with you is god and your parents if they are that's a fact like it's it's and so many people don't realize like like i always say when i like i used to have these dreams um for years i would have these dreams and i always thought i was like some kind of performer in my past life and people laugh when i say this kind of shit and it's like i I couldn't tell everybody yeah i couldn't tell everybody because it wasn't for everybody to know no you know so it took for me to do these things for people to then understand what the hell I was saying, uh, which happens. It, you know, it I, everybody is, everybody's not meant to see it. No. But I would have these dreams of like standing there and like these flashes of cameras and like I would see people like vaguely, but I would see like lots of people. And then I went back. I one day went back into my sketchbooks and I, I saw that I was like, you know what? This has to start again. Like this has to happen. And, like it's now, like now, you know? Yeah. And, um, it, 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 it gets to the point where. Like you know how they always say if 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 your ideas don't scale you they're not big enough. I've never heard that term before. It's, well, th- 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 that's what they say. It's like if, that's if, saying. Yeah, it's like if your ideas don't scare scare you, they're not big enough. Cause that makes sense. Because think about it. It's like and it's mm-hmm. it's even deeper than money. Because a lot of people, I said it on the last episode. Actually, a lot of people are afraid to do certain things because they're scared of their own greatness. A lot of people are afraid of how great they actually can be. Mainly because a lot of people don't want to deal with responsibility. And a, a lot of that adds into ego. Remember, yeah. ego, yeah. ego, ego yeah. killed Amy Winehouse and she's talented as heck. And she said that constantly. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't, I do not want to be famous is because I don't know who I will become. She felt like she didn't deserve it anyway. She, she didn't. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, people are not in tune with the fact that, you know, I have you know, I know I got flaws, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm ready to, for them flaws to like to expose them. That takes a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, for real, it is Man. a real big deal. Like being an artist is you're being you're vulnerable. All we're vulnerable all already. Yeah. But let a person find out that you crazy. You gonna be like, look, hold on, I wouldn't, I didn't sign up for it. Like you don't want to be that vulnerable where people are seeing. Like you're vulnerable well, with your you. love. Mm-hmm. You're vulnerable with your love. You're gonna be vulnerable with your family. But a person judging you based off of something you deciding, oh, okay, I'm gonna be, 
I, I know I'm a bitch all mm-hmm. the time. Constantly, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And that's a trait that I'm not going to get rid of. Mm-hmm. People ain't going to accept that. That's people are people are going to be like, that person should not be where they sh- they are. Like, like he, He's not well. He's she, not doing right, okay. Mentally like, unstable. Yeah. Like, it's like something's wrong with you, guys. When people, when people start showing their, their true self, especially in a public eye, the public mm. eye will tear you down. And a lot of people are not ready for that. It's, you know, it's so funny you bring up vulnerability. Like I, I had the conversation after my show. So many people asked me like, all right. Nobody asked me how the whole story come together, which right. is really funny. Uh, but I say I'll save that for the book. Who, whatever. Um, a lot of people ask, like, one, one, one person asked me, uh, shout out to Patrick again. Like, he asked me, he's like, yo, so how did you, like, get into this? He's like, cause I, I know. He's like, I know. He, he's the one that guessed it from jump as soon as the show was over. Right. He guessed it from jump. And I, I told you, like, right when it started, I said, yo, I'm gonna have to get into a space that i haven't been in a long time you definitely you got to do that method acting yes yeah and i mean you know your world helped out a lot um that theater world boy i'm telling you i'm telling you (laughs) like it's you know i I would i would and it sucks because in the beginning it was so hard for me to 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 kind of think of anything simply because i've gotten over so much and i'm happy yeah like i'm in a different part of my life remember we had a conversation about this Mm -hmm. sorry to cut you no no no, go ahead good we had a conversation because i remember at one point in your before we were like months out from the show like we've Mm -hmm. been planning the show for months you did your show in july we started planning day after we started planning it like a week after so day after i booked the venue then i called you the week later it's like we got it yeah so i mean we have been planning the show four months before it even came to fruition Mm -hmm. like the date was even close enough right Mm -hmm. um summer was still dry like it was still hot (laughs) it was still real hot hot hat yeah there you go there you go (laughs) And, um, I remember you was like, oh, I'm just having a block with my, my, I don't know where I'm going with this visually for the artwork. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, you're taking yourself back to a moment in time that you had let go. You have to go back to that moment in order to create the content that you want. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go when you're releasing something, you have to go back to that moment to, to put to really impact people, mm-hmm. especially for a live performance. When you're talking about love, you can remember the day you got your heart broken, but today That'll you remember up. it, right? but the feelings ain't there. It's, it's like, Oh yeah, I remember that. I was sad or whatever, but like you passed it. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Like I was sad at whatever the bitch had me crying or whatever, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but now I'm over that shit. Like she ain't nobody. Yeah. But during that time you was like, man, she really made me. She right. Really did me Right. I can't be, you know, she really had me fucked up out here in these streets. (laughs) You really have to take yourself. And I told you, I was like, you really have to take yourself back. You are re-grabbing that moment again and letting it go again. That's the important part, the letting go. That's important. It's when, when, when I, like, for, like, people don't, of course, people don't know because it'll be, it, it was for me. For three months straight. I literally listened to like the most depressing music I could think of. You did for three months straight. Anything Donny Hathaway, I his could, last album. That was late though. That was like but the I'm month just, before. I'm saying, but after his last album, that anything was, it's a suicide note. That for was your the life. kicker for me. Yeah, the Donny Hathaway, his his last album was like the kicker for yeah. me. It was like a month leading up to the show. I decided to jump right back into that man, and I'm telling you, like, like I, I only told people it was like, but. The month leading up to the show, like I cried so much. 
Like, yeah, you did. You so were super emotional. Much. Like, and I was like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, but then I thought, I was like, you know what? Like, see, it's getting to me now. It's funny. It's like, oh. I'm, getting, I'm thinking about it now. But it's like, not, but it's like, cause I'm, I'm happy about it. Like, not. But you like, know what? That is a weird, I mean, and at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, th- your story that you told, and I told you this the day when we were talking about it, and then when, at, you know, living with your project for a while, I learned a lot about you, but I learned what I could appreciate about this story and I said at the date of Mm -hmm. was that we never hear stories about black men Mm -hmm. being hurt Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable with that hurt like we hear skits like you know she fucked up she got me fucked up but I'll be all right. that's I'm a fuck up best friend (laughs) right it's like really something like a facade like I'm a cover like I'm hurt or whatever but she ain't gonna see me hurt Mm -hmm. this particular show highlighted the process that a woman goes through when she gets her heart broken, but from a man perspective, mm-hmm. right? And how you were so vulnerable with telling, I was, I wanted her, I needed her. She was the only person that I wanted to see with, but to, I don't, I don't even fuck with her. I don't need her no more. She ain't the one no more. And then to the, you know, I still want her back. Like I still love her. Although I know she's not good for me. I'm with, and women go through that all the time. All the time. All the time. All women the time. be like, I know he ain't good for me, but I love him. It's and like, then he, they be like, me, I, ain't fucking, be I ain't fucking with him no more. Even if he does hit her, he could be like a just a bad boyfriend. He's yeah. not the right person for her. And, and that's when you be on the ministry. Okay, then, whatever, you little dick nigga. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then you come to the, the conclusion like, oh, he might got a little dick. He might not be shit. But I, but I love him. him. <laughs> and then you go back. And then you realize something happens where that person detaches their self from you, mm-hmm. where you're like, damn, I can't even go back because you don't want me back. Mm-hmm. And I got to go on my own. Like, I really have to move on. Right. You know, right. Um, the fact that you showed that, like you put yourself vulnerable, your story and your journey of, you know, getting your, losing somebody that you loved. It's. I thought that that was big. I mean, I come from the world of theater, so anything mm-hmm. is big. Yeah, any, it's exciting. Any you, yeah. heavy story with concept of the character development is like, oh my god! So you know, he got his heartbreaker. We see it, and we, you know, whatever. It's just like so gushy to me. Like I yeah. love. You love that shit. I love stories like that. So I mean, it was well developed. It was everybody can relate to a male or female could relate to it. It was just a very good story, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad I had Thank the you. opportunity to be a part of a vision like that because I mean, I have family members that I know that have gotten their heart broken, mm-hmm. and the I remember, I remember when my sister and my brother in law broke up. I mean, my my sister-in-law and my brother um, separated in their marriage. And I remember him having a conversation about how he felt about it. And he kept on saying, well, you know, um, I'm just going to move on with my life. And I'm like, that's your wife. like mm, Right. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. a different story of some random person. He was just like, at the end of the day, he said, I was hurt. I was hurt. I was like, well, why didn't you just say that? Just why say you it. had to yeah. like go around the bush and be like, oh, well, I'm just going to move on. I don't know where things is going to go, but I'm going to move on. I was like, that's negative language. If you're hurt, say, say that. It. Yeah. Like, that, it's, it's funny because uh, this is going to go into something that I want to talk about anyway. Um, it's it's the, the whole hypermasculinity. But hypermasculinity exists, in my eyes, only because 
of how how often we get pointed out for being soft if we show any kind of vulnerability. Yeah, which just sucks. Which sucks because it's like I'm I'm not sitting here saying it's society we need to be on some kumbaya shit. But if you're telling me that like I see white couples go to therapy together and cry together and all this shit, and it's like as soon as a woman of color sees a man of color crying, it's like. Stop being a bitch, man up. Like, and then, but even vice versa. It's like, since we're so hardened, uh, us men so hardened, we can't show love. We're not taught, like, and I get that, that, that it goes so much deeper to like the whole way you were brought up and the single family households and all that yeah, good stuff. I, so I know it's, it's so many layers. It. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I get that. But it's like, eventually you have to break a cycle. Eventually you have to be the one to like start new. Like there's a lot of first, first generation millionaires now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like these people was tired of being broken. Now their kids, kids are going to have money because they're, building and investing in it. Right. But, but that whole, yeah, like starting, you know, being, being vulnerable and like being able to start doing, start and let go. Um, that kind of reminds me of, uh, something that we watched together. What? Uh, Napoli Napoli after. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, um, while we were working, while we were working on all this stuff, like we, you know, I, I, I wanted to watch the movie and I'm like, you know what? Yo, did you watch that shit yet? And it's like, no. And I was like, bet, let's watch it. It was a good film. It was, it was, a, it was a good um production meeting that we took. I know, right? From. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice little break. It was a nice little break. But um, that movie is big, and and I asked you so many questions after that and things of that nature. I know that was that was interesting. Yeah, I had a crying moment there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You yeah, did. I, did. I remember. I remember. But it's 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 like that that movie is synonymous. And like you said, we always we don't hear enough from the men's side, but it's still this being a story of a of of a woman like spoiler alert, whatever. If you haven't seen it, I'm gonna talk about it. Sorry, right. Guys. It's been on Netflix for almost a month. Oh, exactly. It's not your it's it's not our fault. It ain't your um, ministry. So if you busy if you're busy still watching that seventy show, which I am too, like take time, just watch that movie, please. Um it's we so we so often see the whole all right my you know the woman I my boyfriend broke my heart I gotta find a new boyfriend I gotta let it go this was like from a black woman's perspective perspective like we see the we see how they portray us yeah which is important yeah which is important because we've had these conversations about like you know women who give birth and things of that nature so we've had these conversations and for me for me to see a a woman of color who is successful. Yeah. In the movie, she's successful in the movie and she starts to deal with identity crisis and she, clearly she's been yeah. dealing with since a, from a young age. Right. And then to see like her letting go was her cutting my hair. hair. Like yeah. I don't need it. Cause I mean, and you, 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 you've, you've, I mean, even now, like I, I saw you do the big chop. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you do the big chop. I love my big chop. Too. So, um, that, that film was just, it, it just hit, it hit close to home a little mm. bit because. Even though I the mean, ending sucked. The ending was not ending as was great terrible. as we thought it would be. <laughs> but, um, overall, the deep, you know, the core of the movie was pretty well. Like the way that they developed her character mm-hmm. was very well and the message got across. Mm-hmm. Um, do you I, remember how you felt the first time you did your first big job? How, how did I feel when I first, it, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. It was the people around me. Like, so what, what happened? Um, when I first did my first chop, I was going off to college. So I was a senior in high school, and I was going off to college, and I decided to cut my hair in like a pixie cut because I, I've always my hair has always been very long and full, and mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? Um, I had just I'm just saying I had just gotten a relationship mm-hmm. and I I just I was transitioning through life like I had just gotten the situation a, a situation that was pretty traumatic mm-hmm. and um 
I was just trying to, I was 18, going off to college, you know, starting my new adventure. I I was really trying to find myself at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to cut my hair. Like, I really want to cut my hair. Was it like a random thought? Like, I transitioned to it. Okay. Like, I went from... What led you up to that? I went from having long hair down my back to having a bob. Mm-hmm. And then I went from the bob to... Like, my sister, who was a musician back home in St. Louis, shout out to Kenya, um, she was like, girl, transition. Like, you can't like, just... steps. Steps. You can't <laughs> just be out here in these streets, long hair today, short hair tomorrow. Like, right. she's like, you got to, like, get used... Because when you cut your hair you got to get used to looking at yourself that way again it's a lot you know you're like okay hold on maybe this wasn't the one for me but then you'd be like oh okay well i know why i chose this because if i thought i was gonna look this way you know yeah like you go from princess jasmine to regina greer oh, overnight like you're about you about for that <laughs> but regina haircut was on point nah, she was always, on point. She she was was always, always point. together don't yeah. ever do regina but um I, I went through a transition, mm-hmm. and so I I started off with a little bob, and then I was like, you know what? I went to the my my parents had my mother had dropped me off at the bar, beauty shop, and I was like, I went to my sister. I was like, it's time, girl. Mm-hmm. It's about that time. So Rihanna had the under my umbrella haircut. Mm-hmm. Yes, she started getting a haircut. Short. She yeah. started getting. I was like that that haircut. At the time, the word was not Bob. I was like, "Yeah, that ha- that haircut right there is fat." So I was like, um, "I want to get my haircut like that or whatever." Mm-hmm. And so I, she was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Girl, I'm ready." Went outside to meet my mom when she came to pick me up. She didn't even know who I was. I walked up to the car. She was like, "Girl, I know who you was. You had her cut back off your cut off your hair. Go back in there and tell her to put that hair back oh, on your Lord. head." So she wanted you to get a weave. She don't want. That's the, that's the only thing that was gonna happen because the hair wasn't coming back. Clearly, and it's so funny because in that movie, her mom was just like, "What the hell did you just do to your hair?" Her, yeah, her mother did her hair for so many yeah. years. And my mom was like, "Your hair not gonna grow back." I was like, "Girl, it's hair. Like, it's gonna grow back. Like, mm-hmm. what are you?" Do-? But in her mind, she was like, "Why would you cut off this hair?" Like, mm-hmm. and um. I went with the pixie cut and I was natural. So being natural and having a short haircut is a transition. That's a whole nother world. Yeah. Um. So I had started being natural. I started my natural process almost. It's almost. It's almost ten or eleven years now. Nice. So it's been some time. Like I've been. I've been on a natural kick for some time, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, this life is great. That wedding go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me just watch this go. Curl it on up. <laughs> um. But um. When I um I I just started experimenting with my short I I kept the short short haircut all the way through college actually mm-hmm. and then I experimented with the weaves like people that do weaves I love y'all the lace fronts the quick weaves the ponytails I bless you she's mm-hmm. not she's not about Wasn't that it? life no. I'm not, I cannot be having somebody else's hair in my head for too long. I respect long. that. Like people that know how to maintain it. Like it's not that I don't know how to maintain it. It's just the fact that I can't it's scratch my own scalp. Mm-hmm. I can't get with that. I can't be lifting up no braids. I need to touch the process. I need to get to the scalp when it's itching. I can't, you know, that's I not my, that. that's not my lifestyle. But those that. people that do it, your hair be laid, honey. I just gonna have to wait until my eyes grow out to get that. I hair respect style. that. I respect that. Um, but, um, this particular movie, it was just so vulnerable. It, it put you, cause when I, when I went through my process again, when I cut my hair all off again and I had like a shortcut, 
And I had got out of college. So at this time, I don't went through college. I had this short haircut. Everybody was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of college and I decided to cut it again short, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you have your hair shaved on one side, shaved on the back, you can't just be like, girl, I'm just going to grow this hair out. Yeah, like, you, you got to start. It. You got to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I cut it off again. And the guys that were checking for me was not. Mm-hmm. They was looking at me like, who is why she do this to herself? And I begin to men begin to look at me differently. Like they didn't say, like I remember this one guy told me, he was like, I think you're beautiful, but I like something to grab on. And I was like, You can grab on so, yourself, chat. Oh, was it ass ain't enough? Like I guess it wouldn't. They need ass and a little her to get to. I mean, but that yeah, it is it's so funny because it's that- preference. Yes, yeah, so preference everybody has their thing. It is what it is what like this movie showed me like because even Indiari, you know, I am not my hair like yeah. everybody who follows her. But she ain't really never had no hair. She didn't. She has hair now. I mean, that's great. But when she was yeah. introduced to us, she ain't yeah, had no she hair. Was, she had locks. She did. Yeah, that was like no. Actually, that was that was after she had cut her hair, and that was the story. That was when she had cut her hair, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not my hair at that point." So I got the point. I got. Oh that. yeah, I understood yeah. You're that. right. You're right. She did I understood have that. That's, Maybe because yeah. she always had it wrapped up. I just thought. Yeah, she, she always had it wrapped. Right. She took it out. I remember it was um the Voice to India, which is like the hardest album to find from her. Yeah, and on a hard she's copy. So talented. Yeah, she's shout amazing. out to she, India. She just came out with a new song recently. Uh, yeah, she has a new song recently. You know, like, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, I'll check it's it out. It, I'll check is it, it out. an Apple Music record? Yeah, of course. That's how I heard it. Oh, okay. That's how I heard it. I'm gonna have to check. I'm it not out. gonna shout them out because they don't sponsor me, but it is what it is. Uh, okay. Eventually, we'll see what happens. There. But um, when I watch this movie, it's like because I, I have sisters. I was raised by women. Come, yeah. my grandmother, my sisters, you know, aunts, my grandmother's friends, and all that stuff. But you know, that natural movement didn't happen to like a few years ago. Like, right? Nobody so is recent. People was perm- people still per- still trying to figure out how they gonna permanent hair. Yeah, again. you know what I'm saying. I need to get a relaxer. <laughs> like, people was there was no you know castor black oil. You know what I'm saying. Jamaican uh, Jamaican uh, black castor oil was not existent like 20 years ago. You know what yeah, what I'm like, it was a habit. Everybody was buying just for me. When nobody worried about no motherfucking coconut oil and mango butter and all that stuff nobody was thinking about that if it went in the ingredients it really wasn't yeah that's a fact if if, if it ain't if it you ain't got come, that blue grease the blue grease listen <laughs> listen so i'm telling you see like but it's this the shift of going from all right i'm gonna like my hair needs to be straight to like yo you're gonna get what you're gonna get today today yes. it's like you're gonna get what you're gonna get and <laughs> and i mean a lot of men say they love women with natural hair a lot of men say it. A lot of dudes say it. And it's like, but Be I don't know how many dudes is really ready for that process. Let a natural <laughs> sister with short hair. Not even a natural sister would like. Because really, they talk about how they want Amber Rose. With really full hair, right? Mm-hmm, she can mm-hmm. have really full hair, right? Mm-hmm. Let her walk in. But let a sister that walk in and got laid weave. Like, swaying. Ooh. Oh, the she big curls. A she a bop. She's yeah. a bop. And I mean, and I mean. Ain't nothing. That's society, that's, that's society kind of setting you up. Like mm-hmm. we have the com- we had the conversation earlier about the good hair. Mm, and yeah, yeah. Totally hate that language. You do you who 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 got good hair? People white. I know people white people out here her nappier than minds, and you gonna tell me they got good. You froze. No blonde girls that have nappy that. hair. I believe that. Like I mean, that's it's no get, definition of. Oh my god. White people be having license shit. 
<laughs> you know I ain't lying to go either. that far. But uh, hey, shout, shout to y'all like I ain't got no beef with y'all like that. But, but loving my my black self does not mean I hate your white you. Just know that. Like, um, that's 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 a fact. That's a yeah, word right there. Just know that. But um. I, I I really really dislike that term. Who got good hair? What is good hair? What is good hair? Yeah. What is good hair? Tell me, because mm. when you find her that's good enough, where you can run your fingers in it and it don't get caught, even if well, that's then te- not technically is dead, because that's why they say white folks and Asians got dead hair. Tech. Okay. Well, let's not use that as an example then. Yeah. But like. Nobody has good hair. Everybody has to tame their hair. It's it's all type it's of different. It's everybody. a process for everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, black women have to go with all of these different different, you know, oils to figure out our texture of hair because which, those oils smell great. So like I'll take I mean, that. I'm I, you know, I was talking to my roommate about that and she was like, Oh my God, I do weave because I cannot go through the process of being natural. I said natural is a lifestyle. I'm gonna be honest. It's just like, like going to the gym, it's a lifestyle. It really is a yeah. lifestyle. Like you really have to be committed to mm-hmm. this natural lifestyle mm-hmm. because it is not easy. Taming your hair, like especially if you got tightly coiled hair or you have the type of hair where, you know, some of your stuff be curled on one side and the other side. Mm-hmm. Be deciding to do his own thing. Like we all have struggles with our hair. It does not yeah. matter what race you are. Yeah. But the natural process, oh honey, it's, it's like, a lot. It's a it's a it's a soul trained day. Okay, it's no, it's, it's all day. It's funny like that. That movie just kind of showed me, like it kind of puts in your face like how superficial people are when it comes to the hair not just yeah. and not just men like men and and women like both yeah. it's like you know the whole samson thing it's like all right you were your strength is in your hair but but society tells it tells for decades society tells young black girls that you have to be pretty you have to have long hair you have to have you have to be able to straighten your hair you have to have this kind of hair you have to have that kind of yeah. hair they even tell you you know we, we all know the, the the whole colorism like all that shit like we get it like i don't know if you saw spice the um the, the the reggae singer like she colored her skin no and i and, and part of me knew this was a ploy right and she kept she, the walls she, for her album it was makeup. makeup it, it was, was makeup, makeup and i knew it and yeah. i knew it but but when the picture got out how everybody bashed her but then she made the song and say you know how many people tell me i'm too black i'm yeah. pretty for a black girl i figured girl. that was a gimmick like, I, I knew it that, was yeah. i knew it was i knew she wouldn't color her skin like yeah. that yeah. no that's it's crazy and plus that drastic no that that would like kill you like that's a process that's why that's why Vars like, looks like a pack I of I feel meat like um for me, mm-hmm. using her as an example, you know, people, artists and individuals that are in the spotlight spotlight needs to use that mm-hmm. to use your platform. Use your platform to have those type of conversations because it's important. Like I don't want I know for me, um I'm a huge believer. Like I used to teach theater to um young african-american kids and i would tell them in my class it was all about freedom of speech and i wanted them to come and tell me authentically how they felt about the world and how the world treated them Mm -hmm. because i feel like middle school kids they're in between that age where they're babies they're not quite babies but they're not quite adults and they're in between trying to figure out myself the world how the world responds to me how people what i what i you know what I see mm-hmm. and how I how can apply it. And, yeah, yeah, how I can apply it to my own life. And I used to tell them, I was like, "This is a no judgment zone. Whatever you decide to do, if you decide that you want to go ride a bank, a bank, sir, do you? 
I'm not telling you to go. It. I'm not telling you to go rob a bank. But if you feel like your lifestyle is leading you down a criminal road, let me just say this: be smart with your criminal choices. That's all I got to watch say. your friends. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not honing a criminal, but I'm just saying, like, not every child that I was gonna teach was gonna make they they weren't gonna be in performing arts they weren't gonna be lawyers they weren't gonna be doctors Mm -hmm. it's some of them that came from situations where their family the only thing they saw in their family were criminals they might some of them might have to go through the penal system Mm -hmm. to find discover what their purpose is Mm -hmm. like i mean who am i to say this is a no judgment zone we know he a thief stop stealing cool stop stealing just stop just stop stealing. Mm-hmm. But don't take shit from here. Because he is a thief, we ain't gonna treat him like he's the bottom of the barrel because he can change. He can. You know? Yeah, anybody can change. So I mean, I feel like once people start accepting that, you know, these are issues that we need to talk about. Like we say them, but I was also talking to somebody about this the other day. They was they were saying how um, you know, when I did, I I was talking to this guy pretending to a gig and he was like, you know, I'm so sick of people talking about black culture and us moving forward and all this type of stuff. And I was like, well, you know, we have talkers and we have doers. I was like, you can't get mad at those people for voicing their opinion. What are you doing? That's if you question. feel like that's something that needs to be changed, you be the change that you want to see. Don't get mad at the people that's bitching and moaning about it. Mm-hmm. They going to bitch and moan regardless. But if you feel like it's something that should be that should be inactive, you start it. Don't wait around for other people to start doing it because if you start waiting for people it ain't gonna never happen especially the people that's bitching them on it clearly they're spectators misery love company right clearly they spectators clearly they ain't gonna get off their ass and do nothing rick ross had said something in song one time he says um everybody needs somebody to look up to why not let it be us so it's like step into the spotlight you know what i'm saying like why not we've had we had this conversation you told me the other day you are uh, you 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 appreciate the way I use my platform. Yeah, and like, so what? Next March is gonna I'm gonna March going to tape is gonna be coming up on my three year anniversary for the show. Woo. And by then I'll probably be like, I'll be uh, pretty much halfway to to two hundred episodes, um, or feel like fifty away, something like that. Yeah, you know, or, or around that area. You know, what I'm saying around it because this is gonna be one twenty nine right now. So like around that area, almost two hundred episodes, which. I ain't trying to pat myself on the back, but you know what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead. Um, What's the face but, you're making? I mean, listen, like, <laughs> let me have a moment. So, but my, like, my, my thing is, my thing is, um, when we spoke, uh, you say you love the way I unapologetically say things. Yeah. And, and, and I never really, I, I don't, I don't back myself into a wall trying to explain myself. Like I said what I said and that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an, it, I'm not an asshole to where I can't learn something. If you could prove me wrong and give me some facts, boom. You got it. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. until then, my opinion is my opinion. Like my opinion will never change. But you do we got time. Uh my opinion will never change. But I come on here and then like I knew for a fact that uh me getting on here, because so many people start shows, so many people start any kind of uh production, any kind of anything to j- just to be on. Right. Just to do stuff, just 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 to be a part of stuff. And I think that's where our culture gets lost. Like so many people just want the you know back of lack of better words get on people just want to get on not yeah. realizing that we need more like I get it we can have all these shows that talk these red button these hot topics like oh is it you know I'm I'm not trying to throw shade at nobody so I don't want to say nothing yeah just hot topics <laughs> but on. yeah just hot I'm not trying to throw shade because I'm really not but um 
it's a it's a it's a it's a space for everybody right let's just right. say it's that. supposed to be like it I knew, really is i had like i had specifics of like all right i like i said i don't like being labeled i don't like i have a title but i don't like being labeled i don't like being boxed in no um eric thomas i'm a big fan of eric thomas the motivational speaker i've been listening to him since like maybe he two, is 20. so aggressively dope i love him like i've been listening <laughs> to him since, i found out about him maybe like 2013 he's aggressively time. dope like yeah he like yeah. that uncle that'd be like why is you sitting down there like, ain't you gonna get up son <laughs> yeah it's like it's like lean on me you smoke crack don't you <laughs> don't you you want to jump jump um he is he like your uncle that'd be like why don't you just get up get like, up because i'm tired oh you tired you went to bed late you tired you tired oh, okay okay well you ain't gonna get shit done he he, he makes up like random ass he sayings. Do, he, he do. said well the ground ain't gonna move if you don't jump up in the sky he's like wait what wait what are you talking about i tell you the door ain't gonna close when the bathroom shut god damn it What's wrong with you? The water. He definitely, his family is definitely from the South. Yeah, he's he from southern, Detroit. That's some Southern ass shit. Yeah, he's though. from Detroit. Like he that's, hard, just hard. The door ain't gonna open if the bathroom. <laughs> it's just some random shit. I love doing that because my mother, my, my stepfather is just like is like that. Like he says random ass shit. <laughs> so I always do. I just make a random ass sayings, and uh, most people don't get it, but it's like it's hilarious. It's not supposed it to be is, to get. But they really be meaning something though. They but do. They, they got be the, meaning they shit. Be, they got to elaborate for me. It's though. like yo, what, you know, you know, I don't got no, I don't, I don't got no watch. I need to buy. I, I, I need to. I don't got no clock. I need to buy a watch. Well, your pants ain't gonna write if your motherfucking sharpener is broken and you ain't got no ink in your pen. It's like what? Those are two different things. It's like last time I checked, last time I checked, I put on the shirt. My shoes was working. Got you. Got it. So just that's, get dressed. That's the same. I'm saying. so tight. I'm so taken out by it. It's like yeah. It's like yeah. Oh, got you. That um, is but, funny. But um, I mean, like like listening to it, it just made me completely forget. What I was <laughs> yeah, gonna, I'm sorry. But it's like no, 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 no. This was a funny moment. But um, 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 some something somebody like him. Like I listened to him, and uh, he was talking about specifics, like people playing their roles. He says he told a story about a guy who sold car insurance. He's like, man, in Detroit, everybody got cars. Mm-hmm. You sell insurance, he sell insurance, he sell insurance. He said, but I heard a commercial. This one guy said, I went back home, I heard a commercial. He said, a guy had a, a car insurance, uh, company for specifically people for, um, who had DUIs. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you understand how successful this man is now? Cause he had that lane. And so many people get on things like when I, like when I started my show a few years ago, um, people always ask me what it's about. And I always say, like, through an artist's eyes. Like, Which cause I'm, a, I'm gr- a great thing. I'm in the culture cause it's not broad. No. But it's it, it it I'm letting you it's know it's specified. It's enough. specified exactly. So it's life through an artist's eyes, and um, so many people get on like I'm not gonna label it. Like it's just an art show. That means I can't talk about certain things, right? Or some people say this is a show about relationships, and it's like no, like artists go through relationships. Yeah, artists deal with taxes. Artists deal with not getting jobs. Like it, it's it's all, a real it's a real lifestyle. You feel me? So yeah. it's like this is a, a this is why I call it a culture cast. Yeah. So it's like I won't I won't call it a podcast because it's like mm, it's deeper than that. That's why I, I didn't want to be put in like entertainment. I, I was putting culture on iTunes. That's my category. So if everybody goes to iTunes and check, it's I'm under that category. It's under the culture. culture. So um, so many people get on because it's like now it looks good for podcasting. Yeah. And it looks good for vlogging. And it looks good for all the videography. Like it looks good for these things because you can get money. And it's like, but what if your purpose is so much deeper than just that? Your purpose is so much deeper it than, is. The, than the surface. It is. But it's like so many people look at it like, yo. We about to get to money. I'm about to get to the bag. Like that's like a drug. That's like a drug dealer. 
It is. Like a drug dealer that stands on a corner and be like, oh man, I'm going, I'm going to go out here and make these, you know, drop this little whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. The, 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 the language. <laughs> Is that about the, about the, about, yeah, it's, it, it depends on what you're doing. Like, there's so many things. I'm dropping, you know, I'm about to drop the dime or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. You don't want to drop it down and you just tell on somebody. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Push, maybe I say need push to, and packs. Okay. Whatever. You know the lingo. I do. Forgive me. I, you know, I come from the suburbs. So I don't know nothing about yeah, that. Yeah, be careful with that. Um, so, um, you know, drug dealer going out to, to sell his look, whatever, mm-hmm. get that quick money. Then he go buy, take S- that sneakers. money. To go buy some sneakers and go pop some bottles in the and club. And you broke again. And then now you got to go back on the street. Like, where you could have just been like, brother, I'm going go to go to this job, wait until a couple of weeks. Or even if you decided to take that route, I'm going to go do this drug deal. These, you know, deal these drugs for Even though we're not condoning time. it. Not no, condoning no, no, it. no, no. I'm just, just I'm, an example. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the hustle of a drug dealer. <laughs> I don't know. In, you know, I don't know any drug dealers, but I'm just saying. Just an like, example. Just an example of what I've seen from the, the movies. Mm-hmm. If you go and you take that drug money and you put it to the side and you invest into a business, you'll have longevity. Instead of saying, I'm going to go sell this thing, go get this one thing and now Body's it's gone. Jordans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that pertains to anything. I just use drug dealing as an example because I feel like that's like one of those things where it is like a quick money thing. It's that's what social that's what social media is becoming at it's this point. Flip. Like everybody is trying to make that one video to get them that quick that quick um that quick little hit so they can get those million followers or whatever and then they get that that first couple of checks and then it's like um Damn, I got to go try to make this new content. Mm-hmm. But then that's why everybody's falling into the to the comedy thing. Everybody wants to be fat boy. Everybody wants to be Rennie. Everybody wants to be Carrie. But everybody wants to be these people mm-hmm. that just run around yelling all the damn time. Everybody wants to be, you know, the 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 next Shiggy. And it's like, bro, those people serve their purpose. Like, I, you know, it's it's shout, shout out to um uh my dude young established. Like, you know, you know a lot. You know him. Elijah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So, um, we had this this conversation one time. Like, we were in a bar. Shout out to um, my brother Travis Cameron too. We were at when he was at um, oh, what is the name of that bar? Why? I'm sorry, it slips on my my mind. But he used to work at this bar a few months ago, and um, I would go see him. And and one night we were all sitting around talking, right? Mm-hmm. And I had one of my 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 um portfolio books on me, right? And uh, we were like, he was telling my boy EJ about me, even though I knew EJ since he was about 14, 15. Right. But, um, you know, as you grow, you hit different, everybody different has tribes and everybody has their purpose. Yeah. And some people know, you know, things that, so me and Elijah were talking and he, he go, he goes, um, man, he's like, yo, he's like, this dude right here. He's like, you want to know why I respect him so much out of every other artist I know? He's like, I know a lot of artists. He's like, this man stuck to what he wanted to do. He's like, he's, he, he, he stuck with his thing. He didn't jump on trends. He didn't follow this. He didn't follow that. Like, he's like, he made his waves. He's like, you people, he said, you see people around us painting bags. He's like, yo, people that, that I knew didn't even do that until he did it. Mm-hmm. And he was already doing it for a long time before everybody else. And it's like, all right, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm thankful that people pay attention to stuff like that. But it's like so many people, like how many people are willing to sit out and, stay in just, your lane. just stay in your lanes, stay in your ground. Like f- f- what you want to do? Like, all right, I'm not like, yeah, I paint. Somebody asked me a question last night. Oh, why don't you do portraits? Because I don't like portraits. I don't care. Your, if pe- it ain't your lane. It's not my lane. I don't care if people. Yes, am I good at them? Yeah. You're not gonna do art and not know how to do a portrait. That's like saying I don't know how to make a line. Like I know how to make a line. Um, 
I know how to write. I know how to use letters, but I don't know how to write my name. Like it's general shit. But I don't care if portraits portraiture became huge and I can make a thousand dollars tomorrow. I don't want to do it. Like I don't take projects. Not everything is. Not I. I. I really strongly dislike when people tell me, "Well, you're you're a playwright, right? What if I do this? What if I give you this play and I come up with this idea and you should do it? It ain't my. I. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. People don't, don't understand do that. that I don't want to do it. No, just thing. because, just because I might seem like, oh, you know, I'm transitioning from one situation. That don't mean that I'm going to take everything that come my way because not nope. everything is an investment to, to what I want to do. That's a fact. Everything is not going to get me where I want to go. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it is a me, myself, and I, what the heck I want to do mm-hmm. thing. And not even only that, let's look at the bigger picture pertaining to it's whatever purpose God has for my life. So if I have the talent to build a house, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go and try to learn how to build an airplane because that Cause ain't that's, my not mi- my, yeah. that's not my ministry. That's not what God told me I to be, I supposed to be doing. Now, that doesn't that doesn't mean like and people get that confused. That doesn't mean not to be interested in other things. Right. It yeah. doesn't. But we all have a specific gift, something that God specifically gave to us that we're just effortless, effortlessly good at. Yeah, you mastered it. Like you wanted to. You didn't even time. have to go too far to master it. It's something naturally attached to you. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I first started producing, when I went to um, when I went to grad school, mm-hmm. um, and my professor would tell me, "You're a producer," and I was like, "No, the hell, I'm not." Like I'm a director. You fight against it. Yeah. I was like, I'm a director. What are you talking about? I direct stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm directing these people right now. What are you I'm talking about? I'm the one about? in the chair. And he was like, "Yeah, I think you're a good director, but you're a phenomenal producer." And when we would like, I I did like this. Um, I helped with the first film festival that they had. And when he would produce, um, like introduce me to people, he was like, "Hey, this is Alexis. She's a good producer." And I would look at him like, "I told you." Mm-hmm. that i'm a director why are you doing that to me yeah. he was like you're so good at you're so good at producing it's such a natural trait that you have mm-hmm. and my boyfriend at the time was like i told him i was like this man keeps saying i'm a producer he was like you are a producer like you have it mm-hmm. i don't know why you keep denying it why are you not doing it and i was like because i'm a director that's what i came to school for yeah. but i mean over time like you know over that that year that I was in a program, I was just like, you know, damn, I am a I am a producer. Mm-hmm. I got it, I got it. I just didn't even see it because I was so focused on you know directors. Thing. Everybody is a director, like, and it was in like, a sense, yeah, you know, everybody is a director. No, I'm saying in a particular field, I was like mm-hmm. directors. That's all you talk hear about is the director. You don't hear about the producer. Mm-hmm. But then you know, when I became knowledgeable about the industry a little bit more, I was like, you know. I can be both. You can. But I think I think the producer I, I I enjoy being a producer. It's it's an amazing job and I um get to work with so many different people and I'm not limited to just two platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Not, a couple of platforms. It's so know? it's so funny cuz like as long as I've been making art for like and you it, it kind of like I'm not an attention guy. Yeah. Like Every, just any other human I like attention but I'm like I don't need everything to be on me yeah. you know what I'm saying I'll have my specific moments where the attention needs to be on me if I'm performing yes okay you need to look you know what I'm saying but when it comes to like being an attention whore not me and it's as I got older like 
I knew people liked laugh like people laughed at me. I will never claim to be a funny guy. In my mind, I'm hilarious. To me, I'm funny as fuck. Yeah. Um, I make other people laugh, but I'll never say I'm a funny person. Yeah. It's not for me to say. Um, it's just. I like, think you're witty. I think it's your wit that's funny. I think people, yeah, people love my sarcasm and my like. You're so my witty. Reference game. <laughs> you are. You're a very witty person. Like you have like perfect timing. Like a, a person will say something and you will come in and be like da 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 da, and it'll be like well. What well, like we did, what we did earlier with uh, your roommate Miko, like when she when I saw her doing her hair, and I was all like the Alicia Keys thing, <laughs> okay. and she's like, it's, she's like, it's not even done. I said, I know because you look a lot different outside your work oh clothes. I get it. Like, God, that's, that was hilarious. <laughs> that but, was actually. But it, funny. it makes me, it makes it, it makes me laugh even more because like they didn't get it right away. Because Alicia Keys album when she had right. the first, album. you don't know my name exactly. Yeah. So it's like it made me laugh even more because like it, they it didn't get it. Fun. And it I'm like, but it's exactly like that. Right. Though. And it's one of those things where you walk out and people are like, Damn. Oh, I get hilarious. it. Yeah. But I'm um, like, it, it's as I got older, like, I realized like people really like listening to me and like people love hearing my, like people always tell me, like, oh, I love the way you tell stories. Like, I love hearing you tell stories. And I'm like, I would always wonder like, why the fuck are people listening to me? Why y'all paying attention? I remember I was telling one time I had, I went to Boston and I was telling a story about, um, how I met somebody. And, um, I kid you not. After like two minutes, the whole table is like chin on hand, just staring me in my face, watching me. I'm like, yeah, I really like this shit, huh? And I was like, you know, that, that, that's a big reason why I get a podcast. Like, because people pay attention to me speak. And he used to bother me when I first started this. It bothered me. I'm like, man, I think people are gonna like this more than my pain. <laughs> and I've been in my pain for so, but it's the same as your stories. I've been, I've been paying for so fucking long. And it's like, you went to school to be a director. And it's like, damn, I'm a really good producer. <laughs> right. It's like, man. I really do speak well. Like, people really do like me. I mean, you just have to be willing to walk into your purpose. Yeah. Like, sometimes, and my mom used, my mom would tell me all the time, she'd be like, you know, um, the plan that you have for yourself is not the the plan that God possibly has for you. That's a fact. And you segue from so many things. Like, think about, I'm just thinking about, um, I did a post and you saw it and Mm -hmm. we discussed it a couple of days ago about my, um, a couple of days ago, I was I posted something pertaining to celebrating my choices mm-hmm. that I've made throughout my life, mm-hmm. and and you know, I was looking, I was looking. I never am on Facebook, but Facebook. Yeah, you aren't. You never on no, Facebook. No, no. Face, me and Facebook have like a long distance relationship. Respect. Like I be like I be on there sometimes, and I'm not on there. Like I if people be like you got to People be like, you got a Facebook? Yeah, but I ain't on there. Don't, don't, don't ask me nothing because I ain't going to be able to help you. So I was like strolling through Facebook and I was just like, you know, going past, like looking at all photos, old photos and like things that I've, cause I had like seller, I started Facebook in 2008 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way to college mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, um, looking over the photos or whatever and, and just looking over everything that I have been through in these past eight years. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is so dope. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've went from being in college, like seeing all of the choices that I made to get to this point, celebrating those, whether they were good, bad or indifferent. Um, I, I made a statement saying that um, my pastor says the statement of wherever, what, whichever choice you make, God will sustain your steps, mm-hmm. regardless of where you're going, whether it be a good decision that you make or a, good, a, a bad choice that you make or and somewhere in the middle where you have no idea what what decision you're going to make God is going to be with you regardless so you know I walk in that purpose so I was like I celebrate my my choices mm-hmm. regardless of 
you know, everything, I have no regrets about them. It got me to this point. And the person that I am in 2018 is um, amazing. I love the woman that I am. It's mm -hmm. just such a great process. So me celebrating my choices is like, I encourage people to do that because whatever choice you, it, there are blessings and lessons in every choice that you make. So yeah, well, the greatest thing we have in life is choice. Did it, yeah, it's power, a, and choice. Yeah, it's power and choice. God gives us the power of choice. Yeah, you're right. Every like, our, we have the power of choice, and it's like we can choose, but you have to stand by your choices. You have to stand you by. Can't you can't regret to, them. Yeah, but that I don't believe in regret. No, but you. You will look saying, back I'm and say, saying, like, "Shit, I should have saved that money." No, like, but I'm saying like you can't regret them. Like you can't yeah. have the woulda, oulda, shoulda, coulda nope, nope, sound. No, 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 no. I mean, no. and that's you know that's where um and i stated in my my post like not everybody has the carriage because when you make choices mm -hmm. you really are we use the word risk mm -hmm. but you really are walking by faith yes, this is the you're walking by faith you're you're like when you faith, take faith is risk yeah like, when you take a risk you're literally like taking a step down the stairs without knowing the next step is there. Exactly. That's fair. Or even sitting in a chair at your job and the floor not breaking in. Mm -hmm. You know, Our prime example, you know, for those people that were um, in, in, in CNN and I had my mentor that was there where they had the bomb threat. You go into work with the intention of going to work. I'm going to go to work and I'll be fine. And then you get to work and it's like somebody is trying to take your life. Mm -hmm. Like you're that you're walking by faith on that every day we walk by faith every day so you know you made the choice i'm gonna get up i'm gonna go to work i didn't call off the day mm -hmm. you know god is with you regardless of where you are That's and i mean if you i i feel like if people go with that mindset of whatever did not we're not telling you to choose drugs choose something negative that's mm -hmm. gonna you know hurt your temple but if you're making choices that are gonna be that you're that that are that are gonna help you get forward in your life, God is with you regardless. Always, always, always. So um, and we've come to the end. Oh uh, yeah, this felt, felt like felt felt like we could have just kept going, but um, right. Uh, everyone, Miss Miss Alexis A. McCoy, thank you very much for thank coming back you again. So much for uh, having you know on Facebook like that. So like, just tell everybody where they can uh, reach you at. So you can um follow me on Instagram at Alexis a dot mccoy m-c-c-o-y um and um yeah just check me out um my website is alexis a mccoy dot verb v i r b dot com um go check out my work it's and i had a good time with you i look forward to 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 working with you again and seeing what you have for next year because I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll, I'll be around for that. You will. I'll be around for that. Um, Everybody, this has been episode 129 of Comunis Over. I'm your girl's favorite artist, Josie's Boy. Thank you very much for coming back. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show. Like, comment, download, stream, all that good stuff Uh, on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, Follow the podcast on Instagram at underscore Comunis Over. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Josie's Boy, J-O-S-I-E-S-B-O-Y, all one word, hashtag girl's favorite artist, and also on RageWorks.net. Speak up, speak out. Leave your ego at the door. I'm done. This is the greatest show on earth. Call me when it's over.